kicking it with Cool Kicks podcast. We got a special guest today. I got my brother Vic Blends in the motherfucking building. What's up, fam? I appreciate y'all having me, man. Nah, I, ain't time, I, didn't think, I didn't know this was like during uh, store hours. It is. That's know, what like, makes it even more unique so people yeah, can see it live. <laughs> keep it natural, yeah. man. We keep it natural. natural. We thought you were going to bring your clippers so I get uh, lined up while we're doing this. But if I start cutting here, I ain't going to be able to leave. <laughs> 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 ain't going to be able to let me walk out of here, man. I feel like slightly disrespectful coming in here with my life. I know, right? I looked in the mirror this morning. I feel disrespectful. Yeah, no offense, man. No offense, man. Y'all good, bro. Y'all good, man. For sure. How are you, man? Bro, I'm blessed, man. Good. That's dope. That's Amazing. dope. How y'all feeling? Blessed, man. Another day. Today's what? A Wednesday. Time is flying. Wow. Thanksgiving just happened. Christmas about to be around the corner. December first for you. What you got going on for holidays? All right, for I me, mean, for holidays for me for the last two years, I, I try to do a lot of philanthropic in my hometown, Fayetteville, North Carolina. So we're going back this year, doing another Christmas give back, and I usually go home with my family around then in North Carolina. I stay in Atlanta. I've been in Atlanta for like the last two years, going on three years now. So. Um, you know, like that's home, but yeah. North Carolina my heart is as home home for real. Small so. world, small world. So, I used to live in Fayetteville. You live in the Ville? Yeah, Fayetteville. I went to um uh uh West West Westover? Westover middle school. What the oh. It's crazy small world. It's Summerlin small. Elementary. That's crazy. Remember Summerlin? Yeah, oh, well, I know Westover and Westover. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I used to live in Fayetteville. My dad was in the military. I moved from uh uh New York to Fayetteville probably when I was like maybe like eight. Yeah, I mean that's like that's how most people would get to Fayetteville. Like yeah. Fayetteville is a really unique place. It is it's a small town, mm -hmm. but it is the biggest military base in yeah. the U.S. I'm so sure. it's a huge military presence there. So almost everybody there is a transplant, and then you'll find yeah. a very few locals that are actually from the Ville, actually. But uh, yeah, you get there through the military. So I got there, you know, going into sixth grade in middle school, and I spent like the last ten years there before I finally came to Atlanta. Great experience. You think that? Shaped who you are? Like I mean, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, your city has an impact. Your environment just has an impact yeah. on you wherever you're at. You know, if you're in your hometown or you're in L.A., like, you know, people are, are, are products of their environments a lot exactly. of times, man. So, you know, it had an impact on me. Uh, more than anything, it taught me how to make something out of nothing. You, you know, as much you as the love-hate relationship is, mm -hmm. when you don't have a lot of opportunity, you got to make the most out of what you have. So, you know, there's a certain, you know, a certain yeah. type of love for that country you live in, like just not Facts, having too yeah. much around you, being able to be with your friends and, and talk about things, find things to do. And, you know, I found myself getting into different subcultures. I was skateboarding when I first got to, 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 to Fayetteville. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I started running tracks. So I'm trying to find different places to fit in that, but you got to keep busy like that. Because yeah. if you're not busy Especially like that... There. You're gonna fall into some shit you don't want to fall into. Exactly, sure. especially in those small communities, like yeah, poverty stricken. You just gotta mean, do something. What else positive. is there to do? If there ain't nothing to do, people are just gonna shoot and fight each other. Yeah, you know they're just gonna look around and get bored. Try to hustle somehow, some yeah. way, and when you hustle without no directions, the violence comes. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. So I, I always stay hustling, you know. But like speaking of hustle, bro, because it's crazy. I don't even know. If I really. So I told you a little bit when I first came, but mm -hmm. sneakers was the first business that I ever really wow. did in my life. Let's talk about that. Tell us. What um, time was that? What time frame was that? I was. I was in. I was. A, I was in high school. I think I was a freshman or sophomore in high school. Yeah. Never owned a pair of Jordans. Um, you know, never had. Yeah. Like, I just never. I got four. I got three other siblings. So. You know, I'm not buying, I'm not getting, you know, fresh yeah. kicks maybe for forces, like maybe forces, like Christmas. We playing, we wearing some regular shit, like parents sure. took care of us, but I'm not, you know, I'm not getting the newest drop every week. This mm -hmm. wasn't how it was going, yeah. you know, military household, bunch of kids. So, um, you know, I wanted Jordans and you just kind of, you got to stay many, out. Everybody at school got them. How many, how many siblings you have? Well, I got three. I got, mm -hmm. a, I got a younger brother, an older sister, and an older brother. Okay. Um, so you like the middle, middle child. Kind of in the middle. Four, it's four of us, I'm kind of in that middle, but, you know, so, so I, Everybody got J's. I'm like, man, I gotta get some J's. Like yeah. somehow, some way. Yeah. I don't know where to go. 
I, there's no sneaker stores in the Ville. Like, no, it ain't uh, that nah, whole side. I'm trying to figure out, how do I get in the game? I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to get in the game. Put me in the game. How am I going to get in the game? So I had this dude, uh, a friend named Xavier, who, man, this dude was Xavier. was like, sick. He was like, your height. Yeah. And I was telling him, like, man, I want some Jordans, bro. I don't know how to get some. He was like, what size you wear? Oh, they go to legend right there. But I like, yo, what size? You like, what size? Yeah. Rami the icon, what's up, my Rami guy? Rami the icon here. Hey, what's up, okay, baby? My brother. Hey, I'm proud of you, man. Why? I see your TikTok all the time, bro. Yeah, from the, I remember the last time when I came uh, to do the, the YouTube joint, and we talked about that, like how you were going to take your content serious. And I know they've been you giving you flowers, advice. yeah. But I remember that, like, but that was like six months ago, and like I've seen you on TikTok ever since. Working. Yeah, keep doing that shit, bro. Legend. That's, that's amazing, yeah. Growth. All right, so, growth. Look, so look, so look, so look. Xavier, he like 6'3". Yeah. Probably wear a size 12, 13. Mm -hmm. You know, I ain't going to expose my height, but I wear a size like 8, <laughs> he 8 likes, and a half. He likes I, six I, two, I don't six got two. the biggest foot. I wear like an 8, 8 and a half. You know, whatever. Clown me in the comments, 8, 8 and a half. <laughs> I tell him, he like, oh, I got some J's in your size. Like, how you got some J's in my size? He's like, oh, I got some like old ones at the crib. You know, I ain't seen them in a while. I don't know what they look like, but like I could find them for you and I could bring them to you on Monday. Mm. Told me on Friday. I'm like, I bet. So he he brings me some gray toe 13s. The the 2005 mm, drop. Wow. Gray toe 13s with the silver box and they're exactly and they're yeah. and they're beat to hell. Like totally torn. But he's <laughs> like, sure. yo, you, but they ain't my size. And he's like, you can have them for free. And you know, they bleed on the so they bleed yeah, on, on the, the side. on the side. That's it's crazy. Just like some of that shit you just can't I got can't a similar fix. story. I'm gonna tell you after. So, so he's like, yo, I got these gray toe 13s. So I took the gray toes and I and I tried to teach myself how to restore them. That was the first uh, thing I learned was like, all right, they beat whatever. I'm gonna learn my lesson to restore them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was my first time, like trying to learn how to just clean my shoes, how to glue a sole, how to how to like use the heat gun on the air oh, bubble yeah. on the 13 uh -huh. to take away the foggy air <laughs> bubble. Like I'm doing my due diligence, like trying that. to make sure I, these, these shits are fresh, so I can at least wear them to school. Yeah. They were flopping, bro. Like sole separated. separated. I had to do the whole nine yards, but I got them for free, so I'm grateful. Yeah. So right. I fix them up. I wear them a couple of times. I get an offer. Somebody has some size 10 and a half um, Olympic sixes. I don't even wear a ten and a half, but I knew them shits were better than my gray toes. Mm. So I got them to do a, uh, I got them to, to do a trade for me. Yeah, this is they were like piss yellow uh, yeah. Olympic six, yeah, uh, piss yellow like too, yeah. the dirtiest ten and a half. Couldn't even wear them. I was like, fuck it, trade with me, man. That was my first trade. Gray toes to the to the to the Olympic uh, sixes. Okay. All right, got the sixes, 10 and a half. I'm wearing like triple socks to school now, fat ass 10 and a half shoes <laughs> on my feet. Um, I take the t I take those and I think I get a two for one after that. And that's mm, why I came up. Go. I got a two for one for the Olympic sixes and I think I maybe threw like $20 in on that trade. Once I got the two for one, now I got two kicks I could go two separate deals with. Mm. So now I take those two kicks and I start like, you know, it start. That's how it started. Uh, Can't, I don't know the exact train from there, but down the line, I ended up having like one of the best shoe collections in Fayetteville. Heck dope, dope. I ended up coming across this guy that was in the military that didn't really understand. You know, it sounds bad. I, it sounds maybe sound like a bad person, but he didn't really understand resale culture. He didn't know that like shoes resold, mm -hmm. but he got them because he was interested in them and loved them and got them in oh in Europe when he was stationed there in the army. Mm -hmm. So he's like, you know, fresh guy in the army out in Germany, like buying all the shoes. Doesn't you know? He doesn't really know. Like, oh, is this thing like gonna resell for a lot? I think his name was Chris Gill. Hey, you know, if you see this, Chris Doc, thank you. You know, you got to resell for a lot. But it's long. It's long. I never even. I ain't told the story forever. Yeah, that's so crazy. He had. I remember I seen some Cherry Thirteens online on the Facebook like trade group, okay. and they was for like, they was for like eighty dollars. Yeah. 
And I'm like, damn, this shit's like dead stock for $80 mm-hmm. in my side. It got to be fake. Like, someone got to be scamming. So I pull up, and I'm like, hey, bro, like, you know, I'll take him. He meets me in the parking lot of the movie theater, and uh, he opens his trunk for the 13s. And the reason they were low, uh, he was something for so cheap because he had, like, accidentally cut the tongue with, like, a razor blade. Mm. So it was, like, this very slight cut. Like, you can't even yeah. see it. But he's like, oh, I cut them. You know, they're not worth nothing. I was like, so I'll take them $8. <laughs> but when he opened his trunk, bro, mm. there was, like, 20 boxes of shoes back there. Mm. Like, heat, Myro 7s, like, mm. you know, for the love of the game yeah. set, like, yeah. all types of, like, heat. And I'm like, what you going to do with the rest That's of these? That's how it was. Like, he was like, trunk. I ain't know if nobody wanted these. I was like, well, how much you want for him? Bro, I bought a pair of white cement fours and cool gray 11s for $120 for both. Wow. Brand new? Brand new. Mm, that's crazy. And it's like, you know, not that I'm trying to take advantage of them. Yeah. I'm just like, bro, I'm, I think I'm like 15 at the time, yeah. 14. What year is this? Maybe 2013, 14. Maybe early. like 2013, early days, 14. Yeah. Early days, bro. Shit's Before StockX and yeah. Go. Shit's stock getting hype. Before StockX and Go. Yeah. Like, you know, so there's no, Rough. it's hard to understand a market if you're not into it. Yeah. Exactly. It was so, just what eBay at the time, right? So he's selling me all these kicks for cheap. You know, like I remember, I had some 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 infrared sixes, like no varsity red sixes, like the the mm, which year they the came good out. Color ones. The good yeah, color yeah, ones. Right. So yeah. ones. Yeah. I hated the, all the infrared, hate infrared. kicks do. that came out with that pink ass red. Yeah. But I don't yeah. like that pink red, bro. I, I wanted like I had this love for shit that like Jordan hooped in, like this like nostalgic feeling of having kicks that like really had a history and a story to them. Like that's what I liked about the certain shoes that I would wear and shoes to, to buy. So. When the new shit was coming out, and this is the same time when like really the the, the new drop started getting like came out in 2010, I think. Like yeah, they started dropping like too much of the same shoe, and it yeah, started getting watered out. The soles yeah. got so blue and mm. icy. I don't really like the blue icy soles. I like you know the Yellow, clear, yeah. you know the the you know what I'm talking yeah. about. So you know I'm coming up on all these kicks, bro, and 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 it came down to this realization where I had every shoe that I could possibly want, and I walked everywhere. I said that's so backwards. Oh, okay. Like yeah. how I got every shoe in the closet, but I ain't got no car. Yeah. Like mm. that I can't be walking. What the fuck? I got all these yeah. fresh kicks and I'm a crease somewhere because I ain't got no car. I look like a yeah. bum. No fresh bike? as hell with no no. <laughs> what age do no you feel car. like you realize that? Like Well, I was like I was fifteen. Fifteen. I was fifteen. I bought my first car um on my sixteenth birthday to myself. Cause so I because I had all my kicks in in the in the in the you know in the in the crib and by, by this time, bro, I got like Double dead stock of like every eleven. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like stacking this shit up, bro. Going crazy. Oh, real sneakerhead. I'm, I'm tapping OG. in. Yeah, I'm tapping into like I started my own like Carolina sneaker market, like Facebook trade group. Mm, so I'm really yeah. in it. Like I'm knee deep in it. Like running the shit. Kind of like you know creating a name in my city. And you know I, I looked I looked at my my room one day. Hella boxes of shoes everywhere. I'm like, man, ain't no way, ain't no way I can lie. I can't even go pick a girl up. Like <laughs> what the fuck? I got the freshest shoes, but I can't even go pick a shorty up to take her out. Like. So I just sold everything, bro, mm-hmm. and, and I, I think I, I, I sold everything. I had maybe like five, five six thousand dollars in cash, and you know I went to go put my first down payment on my first car, and like that what was my was transition. It? it was it was a, the first one was a it was like a Ford Focus. You know, it was like a, you know, some Ford Focus. A lot of people first car. Yeah, yeah my so. first car was a, a '97. Uh, Chrysler 300, the bumper was broken <laughs> in the <laughs> back. The 300C, the 300C, a 2005 Honda Pilot. Uh, that was my first. I had hit. like a '99 Mitsubishi Diamante, two tone, red and white. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, like looking back at those job. days, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> but back back to what you were just saying. Now you had like five, six thousand dollars worth of shoes. So my advice, if I was in your in your foot, 
what would you time, have done? What would you have done? I'm gonna be honest with you. What I would have done, I would have still winged it. And I had no car when I moved to LA. I had no car for the first 12 to 16 months. I was Ubering everywhere because I put all my money in sneakers and I kept on flipping shoes. One shoe to four shoe, five shoes, ten shoes. It got to a point where I was making an, some sort of profit margin where I put it to the side for that car. So what I would have done with your instance, if you had four to five K worth of shoes, I would have kept on growing it like the way you've been growing it through your Facebook pages and all these connections that you had. Get it to the 7K, 10K, 15K. And once you got to that number, then you get that 5K for the car. The other 10K, you keep growing that pile to more equity and sneakers. Yeah. And now you double dip and you got mm-hmm. the cars and you got product. Yeah. Maybe in that meet up with like, yo, Fayetteville, like you got to have yeah. a car in the Ville, bro. Yeah. I get, I get what you're it's saying like, too. Is this like in your situation? My in situation, I just had to get, I had, had to get, get some wheels. Yeah. Your situation, wheels, yeah. was it, were you getting pressure from family, friends? Were they calling you like, you're a bum? I mean, you not, just, I mean, just for myself. Like, mm. I mean, for myself, I just thought that was like just backwards. Like, I just mm. thought like, man, I can't be like, Flexing shoes with no car, like you know, man. I, there's like certain things, like as an adult becoming a man, I just had to do. I got to make sure I, I yeah. can't. I don't, bro. You got to rely on, like you know, you, you got to be able to take care of yourself. I didn't want to be calling everybody to come drive me yeah, here. Drive me. Yeah. You got to be self sufficient. So no Uber back in the day. Like, yeah, no, no it arms. wasn't. I yeah, couldn't yeah, afford nah. it. I had no Uber or nothing like that. Like I just had to, you know, I had to make that decision. But makes sense. Um, so, from there, I never really. I never really got back into it, mm. you know? So, so where did your journey go from there? This is like, you're what, 10th grade, 11th grade, you get your car, then where does, where does life well, I take get, you? I get my car, um, I start running track in high school, I'm getting into different yeah. things, I'm like, you know, the sneaker, I got love for sneakers, but now it's like love, hate, now I'm like, you know, it hurts me that I, you know, I'm disciplining myself right now to like not yeah, spend my money on those shit. things, because mm-hmm. I'm trying to save for other stuff right now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, so I kept saving my money, I just started, kept working at the restaurant, man, I, you know, I think the sneakers would have been a great hustle, but I just saw security and having like a job job, and makes like sense. there was all types of wild shit going yeah, on in the field, bro. Yeah. People trying to scam me, fake shoes, get in the car, we're gonna drive down to the ATM down mm-hmm. here. I'm like, man, the busted ass car trying to get me to get in the back of the car. Yeah. This dude pulled up on me with some fake uh, Flint 13, trying to get goes, me to yeah. drive down yeah. to the end of the street to go to <laughs> an ATM, so getting robbed. Like, you see dude trying all. to run off with my shoes. Like, that's how it goes. It's, it's, dude, it's bro, small man, community. I met this when dude we, late we, night. We, he like counting the money like this. Let me see the shoes. Trying to run. I'm like, that's the bad part about the game right all that like, shit. Yeah. i went through all like all that all that bullshit and then um from there i just kind of like started hustling the legit you know just going to the to, to the restaurant being humble working and then um you know i actually saved up and i paid my car off i ended up oh, paying my car off the first ten thousand i ever saved in my life as soon as i saw ten thousand i ended up getting like a chevy malibu because that the, the, something's wrong with that focus but mm-hmm. i got a chevy malibu i traded it in and then you know i was like dude First ten thousand I get, I'm a paid off. I can't have no, you know, my parents tell me like, if you could pay it off, pay it off. Like, yeah. don't have no bills, <laughs> don't have no car payment. Mm-hmm. So I'm in high school, still just grinding, bro. Being disciplined, working as a server. So serving became my hustle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, trying to get extra tips, make sure everybody give me a tip. Smart. First ten grand, I pay my car off in high school. Really mm-hmm. proud of that moment, you know, to, to, to dope, say yeah. I paid That's a up. full car off in, in 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 school was was I felt good. So, you know, from there I just like. I think I gained a lot of hustle from that sneaker community, bro. I, I was like, mm-hmm. I, I learned how to hustle. Bro. Yeah, it's about hustle is a thing. You gotta learn how to that's, flip, get item, flip whatever the item is, learn how to save the profit, move the profit to something else, and re- reinvest That's why I that. respect a lot of sneaker resellers because yeah. they're really, they're real hustlers. If you can yeah. do it in the sneaker industry, you can do it in crypto and NFTs and trading anything, cards. You can do bro. anything. Yeah, that hustle about about is, copy about and paste is going to apply to anything 100%, you do. 100%, that's that mindset. Yeah. So, so let's, let's talk about after graduation. 
what, what was next for you after you you had this job at this restaurant? What yeah, was next? you know I came. I'm coming in the restaurant. Was it? Uh, it's was Rudino's, like a sports bar called Rudino's and uh, Hope okay. Mills. I was working there first as a uh, as a dishwasher at 15. So I'm like flipping shoes and washing dishes under the table. And those were my two hustles at the time. Um, and then I became a server, became like a manager. I'm mm. like doing a bunch of different things at the restaurant. Still grinding and, and growing but up. But I'm like, I've been there for three years. It was my first real job and my last like job that I did working yeah. for somebody else like that. And, you know, I, I was coming into senior year. I'm like, damn, I think I got to go to college. I don't know what I'm about to do. But I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be working at this restaurant for another year. That's one thing I won't be doing. Mm -hmm. I've been here three years. I've seen guys in the back that have been working there their whole life. Years, I'm like, I'm yeah. scared now looking at the guys making pizzas at like age 40. And I'm like, you know, no offense to them in their situation, but I'm just like looking around like, hold on, man. This shit really is like, it's not a nice place yeah. as I think it is. Like mm -hmm. as a kid, I'm starting to come grow up and realize I got to make some change. So, you know, I just, that's when I decide that I was going to start cutting hair. And I got that idea because I sat down in the barber shop one time and that same question I asked my barber as a mentor, like, hey, man, I'm about to go to college next year. I can't work in this restaurant no more. I don't know what I'm going to do in college, but I need to know how to make money. Mm -hmm. That's all I cared about. A lot of my homies that, that I met in college, their hustle was that too. Yeah. Cutting so, hair like in the dorms and if they could get hired by a shop, it's cool. So, but. I didn't even know what I wanted to study. Cause I was too worried about what how I was gonna make money. Yeah, I didn't even thing, know yeah. what 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 class I would study. I just knew that I need to eat. Yeah. So I need to make five ten bucks. If I can learn how to cut hair, I can make five ten bucks. My barber told me if I learn how to cut hair, I make money for the rest of my life. What school was you at? Uh, school. I didn't. The so I was supposed. To, I I applied to like college. Yo, I applied to maybe six seven colleges. Yeah. Got denied to every single one of them. You know, it's competitive to get into college. You need a good GPA. By the time I figured out that you really need good grades and a GPA, that's already too senior late. year. I'm too yeah. late. GPA mm. screwed. I took the SAT three times. I couldn't get over a thousand on my score. I feeling like you know let down. I applied for like scholarships, didn't get accepted. Lost the ROTC, ROTC scholarship. Mm. I feeling hella mediocre and really really average. Yeah. I'm watching my best friends and everybody around me go to their first pick colleges, and I'm like, man. What's up with me? Mm -hmm. Like, why am I not like on the ball here? Yeah. And it's not that I'm dumb. I got a great mindset to hustle, communicate, and work with people. But if you look at it on the books, I'm not the smartest person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it kind of like rubbed me the wrong way because I'm seeing people get help to go to college and scholarships and grants just for being smart in the books when they had nothing else to worry about. Exactly, right. So yeah. I'm watching some of my friends, bro, that that have to go home and be adults and take care of their kid, mm -hmm. their family, and go make money because they got a single parent. Yeah. And like that kid is so deserving of going to college and getting the scholarship and getting help to pursue his dream, but because he doesn't have time to do homework like some other kids do, he doesn't look good enough on paper to get accepted yeah, or to, to get a scholarship. You gotta do something else. So that kind of like I was like, man, what the hell? Like I think I work harder than anybody in my school, but you can't tell when you look at what I do on paper. So I didn't get no help to go to college. I'm like, fuck it. I got to find a way to go. So I ended up getting denied everywhere. I finally get accepted to UNC Pembroke, which is in Lumberton, yeah. North Carolina, UNCP. Uh, yeah. You know, the UNCP is a, it's, it's an all right school, but yeah. it's just like one of the, the easier schools to get like into. Like What was that? Like Chowan? You heard of Chowan? No, no. Uh, North Carolina Central? Oh, yeah. It's like similar like that. For sure, right? yeah. yeah. So it's like a smaller school. Yeah. You know, it's still in the UNC program, but it's just like the easiest one to get into. Yeah. So I get accepted there. I go to the open house. Bro, I got lanyard, hoodie bot, <laughs> backpack, all UNCP, Prembrook. My mom's so hype. Everybody lit. Orientation and lit. Orientation, <laughs> open house. I'm, But I'm like sitting there kind of like dazed. I almost feel like I'm like, 
not there. Because yeah. I'm like, I can't believe I'm 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 walking through this because I didn't I didn't I don't know what I'm doing. I don't feel mm-hmm. confident in this decision. So, you know, it's not feeling right. I'm feeling on my heart that God is telling me if I if I if I cut hair and take barbering serious, it would open doors for me. Yeah, that was a clear message that I got. So I'm battling between this message I feel like I got from God and then this decision that I feel like everybody wants me to make. Mm. And then when I got the message from God that like, yo, if you take barbering serious, oh, doors are open for you. They was that's all he said to me. Mm. Not what doors would open, but they would open. Just yeah. you gotta trust me. Trust when me. I got that sign, bro, I was like, yo, this is beyond my decision or my parents' decision. And as much as y'all would like hate me and hold this against me, I, I feel like like God isn't gonna be happy if I don't do this right now. You know, in college sense, you'll be yeah. there, bro. Like I could go at any time. Anytime. It may be harder when I got a family and I get older, but that opportunity is there. Mm-hmm. And if I want that shit bad enough, I can go and make it happen. For sure. But the opportunity I got right now to be 20 years old, to be 19 years old, and to do something with barbering that's never been done before, to be able to inspire a generation yeah. of people was only going to last for a short amount of time. So exactly. I wanted to roll the gamble on seeing what God had meant for my life through barbering. So I took that chance. I told my parents I couldn't go to college. I, I told him, like, yo, I, I can't go to Pembroke, but I'll go to FTCC and I'll take barbering at the same time because my barber school is at a community Smart. college. So they're like, all right, fuck it, as long as you're taking classes. So now I'm like, all right, it went from Pembroke, so now I'm going to go to barber school and I'm going to take college classes on the side. Yep. So I'm like, all right, I'm one step you're closer to getting yeah. what I want. Yeah. But still, I'm like, I'm not all the way jumped in. Mm-hmm. I'm still holding on to the college and I'm, I'm trying to make it work to please them. And, I, and I'm looking at, you know, all right, I'm about to be busy as hell going to barber school all day. And then I'm going to have college classes on top of that. I think this might be too much. I may have bit off too much and I could chew. So I had to make a decision. I'm like, hey, look, I know I told you I'll do this, but look, how about we do this? How about I go after I graduate barber school? That's, you know, like, that's I'll go after. It's conflict, Give me a conflict, year because yeah. I just need to lock in on this year. And they just like, you know, man. Were they open to it? They were nah, like, you know, of course not, you know, but not because they didn't, you know, so, love or support me. It's just, you know, it's, it's unknown, right? Like my parents weren't entrepreneurs. They didn't mm, grow up in that. They didn't grow up in that culture. So I can't expect them to be on board the first time that I tell them I'm of about course. to go do something. Of course. They hear you growing up your whole life saying that you're going to be this when you grow up. Yeah. You're going to do this. I'm going to be Batman, Superman, the president. So NBA. like when you tell your parents finally, hey, this is what I'm about to be. It's kind of like, ah, you mm-hmm. might be going through a phase. Exactly, yeah. You might be, you might be going through a phase. So, you know, I made that decision. I go to barber school. I lock in. And, and then my, I was just betting on myself to make sure that by the time I graduated barber school that I wouldn't have to go to college. I was like, I need to be making enough money. I need to be established enough by the time I graduated that, like, college you is you still doing the classwork and, and why you was in the barber school? No, nah, I, just I like, refunded those classes, too. Yeah. I dropped <laughs> yeah, them too, bro. I, I just, I just committed all in, bro. And, how, uh, how long is barber school? It's a year. You know, it's, really? it's per hours. It's hours, actually, but it yeah. takes about a year. 1,528 hours in North Carolina Damn. that I had to go to school for, so it took exactly Damn, so every a year. barber I see out there going through that same path? Not every barber. There's different pathways to getting your license. Um, there's apprenticeship, and then there's going to school. You can go to school and get your license, uh-huh. and you, it's the fastest way to do it, or you could be an apprentice and work under somebody in the shop, still like get a book, and you're supposed to be learning the Makes book. Makes sense, yeah. And it takes about two years, but... We don't have that option in North Carolina. I had to go to school. So I had to make this commitment to go to trade school for a year. Yeah. You know, and when I'm making this decision, like I said, I'm confident in it, but I'm not knowing what it's going to end up being for me. Of course. And yeah. I'm almost still feeling like, you know, it's what I love to do. It's what God told me to do. But, man, I hope that I'm like enough to be celebrated one day. I hope I have enough to really inspire somebody because honestly, like just being a barber was never like all I wanted to do. Makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm, I'm just like still not even feeling all the way confident about it. 
and just hoping that like I could at least get out favor when I when I get out of barber school and I could go do something. Yeah, I mean, well, from what what we see, you very you are very inspiring and being like from that like same bubble, like Virginia area. We're from Virginia, yeah. and I lived in favor, so I understand you know the the growth you had to go through to you know sacrifice what your parents what or what the norm is to like dive into your hustle full on all in. So big respect to that. Bro, you are very you, inspiring to us, and I like what I see. And you, how old are you now? Twenty three. Twenty three now. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. young as shit. Yeah, that's young. You're a long way to go, young, man. Long I feel like I'm getting old though. But, uh, like twenty three. Oh, I man. can't even believe I'm twenty three right now, bro. So I was at what, just at what age did you graduate from barber school? High school, what? 18, 18. 19. Mm -hmm. I'm nineteen with a license now. Nineteen with a license, cutting in my first barber. So shop. what? What's what's that like? Training this like. We, I graduated from college, and then I had like the two, you know, everyone had the two, three years in limbo, you know, finding a job. So after barber school, how does that go? Like, Man, now I'm running it up, bro. I'm making six figures like my first year, you know, cutting really? hair. Yeah, because I set Jesus. myself up for it. When I got to barber school and I needed to make that decision, like, yo, I can't go to college after this. The yeah. only way I can I cannot go to college is if I'm making a good enough living. I got to be making some real money yeah. here. What do you so, feel like? So, so when I was in barber school, well, the first year I cut was in high school, okay. senior year. I learned, I got all right. You know, I got good enough to be Without the license. Without the license, one year cutting in high school, I got so people all right. So people was fucking with you in So high school, I went yeah. to the barber school with kind of like a year of just experience cutting in the garage and, and messing around. And I got into the barber school and I grinded and I yeah. grinded and I grinded hard, bro, to make sure that my craft got to where it needed to be to make a good amount of money for myself. And then I built my clientele while I was in school. I'm going dope, to dope. school Sorry, from girl. 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., Coming home, getting home by six. Five and then, p.m. And then, school. And I'm oh, cutting. Oh, school. And I open my schedule. Yeah, eight to five. It's like oh, eight no. to five. Damn. Monday through Thursday, Friday eight to twelve. I get home at six and I open my books at six. So I'm letting people book me. I go to school all day. I let them book me in school to come in on the low. I let them book me at the garage. I go home and I cut from six to two a.m. Wow. Six to two a.m. And man. I wake up at eight the next day. I go to school and I repeat because I got to get my money. I got to save enough money. I got to make sure I'm good by the time I get out of barber school. I got to grind. I got to get my work Did you, in. So you you was still living at the crib at home? Was, yeah, I was living in my, it, 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 with my brother. Mm -hmm. um, I moved out of my mom's house because, you know, I was cutting in my mom's garage. Yeah, about ask, there's a yeah. lot of traffic coming through the garage. A lot of people coming what, in Was she out. open to that or like hesitant to like? They were like open because at first it was just kind of a cute thing to, to like let your son do. He'll yeah. cut a couple of his friends. And then very soon, like Got my mom's garage traffic. started getting trapped out. People yeah. lining up for cuts. Yeah. People coming yeah, through. She was like, nah, 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 nah. You open the garage. It's like 20 kids in your garage, like yeah. waiting to get a cut from your son. It's like booming. It's like a barbershop. You know, I got, yeah. I got like a kerosene heater in there trying yeah. to heat it up, trying to get the vibes going. So I feel you on that. I feel you. That's how like. What was you charging for a haircut at the time? What was I, your five, price? Five or 10 bucks. You know, five or 10 bucks. I remember yeah. those days, man. You feel like, so do you feel like then it was the clientele that was really. Let allowing you to make this one. I feel like a hundred thousand or six figures or whatever but it was. It wasn't in the clientele. It was five to ten dollars. Yeah, five to ten dollars. I'm what, doing what a cut. Like I'm doing a ridiculous amount of cuts, <laughs> but I'm also saving my money. Obviously, like I've been very disciplined to save my money, which is why I was able to like you know get my car in high school. Like I said earlier, like just being able to say like, "Yo, what's up, fam?" How you feeling? Y'all good? Bro, bless. Yeah, yeah. Mo in the building. Mo money. You know, clocked in. You know, so yeah, being, yeah, you know I ain't clocked in. Like, get, get my boys every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, having a discipline first to be able to say, like, all right, I got all this, like, clout at school for having five kicks. Fuck the kicks. I'll wear Vans. Like, I'm already telling myself, like, there's better things long term I can have. But you was already I, popular, I, though, at that time. Well, like, in the area. For, my, for having shoes. So that's why yeah, I okay. saw it. So, like, 
you know, I, I'm knowing it within my community. It's not a big community. It's not the biggest, yeah, you know, you place. So, but the discipline came from already, like, just knowing, all right, I could have way better stuff later if I just save and save and save. So I'm saving my money through school. I'm making hella money because I'm just doing a, a ridiculous amount of haircuts, bro. If yeah. I could pull up my books right now from, like, my old bookings, it would be, like, 16, 17 haircuts a day wow. for, like, you know, a weekend. Mm -hmm. And then, like, five. I can only fit five in a night when I come from barber school. But it would be, like, bro, I'm doing, like, maybe 200, like, 100-something cuts a week. Yeah. Like, just going crazy. Is, so that, is that, like... I big respect to barbers because I know it takes a long time for you customer hair, right? But you're doing like that high volume of clients a day. Does that like have any, you know, wear and tear on you? Like after? mentally, physically, anything? Bro, I'm 19 with a dream. Not even going. thinking about it. Not even eating. Not even, not even eating. No breaks. Like, fuck my body. Fuck yeah. anything. Fuck the sleep. Like, I Get would do it. anything, bro. You, I wasn't worried. Did you have any issues with any of your clients uh, tripping on you for fucking up their hair or anything? Because I've talked to some barbers before <laughs> where they... I mean, it should. Well, it's, that shit ruins their day when like, their clients giving them bad feedback saying, damn, you messed my hair bro, up. Bro, it happens. But like, you yeah. know, you're human, man. Like, you know... I, did it affect even, you anyway? Nah, never, bro. You got 99% accuracy right here. Br brush it off, bro. I mean, look. Look at the look at the kicks that come in from us from Nike directly from Nike that still have Sounds defects applause. on them. Yeah, like you're right. made by a human. My boy Mez told me like, "Hey yo, don't forget everything in this earth is made by a human." Yeah. Which errors. means there's a there's a there's a place for error in Always. everything. Mm, you know, you can't just trust something because if it's made by a human, mm. there's a place for That's error. That's a bar. Even if sure. the machine ain't made it, the machine was made by a human. So it's always everything, everything. made by a human. Yeah. So because of that, you just gotta understand there's a possibility for anything to go left at any time. Mm -hmm. I'm just human for everything. You know, I'm mm -hmm. not perfect. Makes sense. So so now you're 20, 21, you're making six figures. What was next for you? How did, how did you become who you are today? Where is that transition? Well, you know, I found a lot of early success within barbering. I'm going hard, hustling, trying to like make a name as this best, biggest barber, cutting every celebrity and you name it. Like, I'm who was your to, first celebrity? Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., my brother, Dennis Smith oh, Jr. NC State, right? Big bucket. Bro, yeah. My State. brother, man, yeah. like one of the most important people in my life and it gave me my first chance to like Aspire. have a client like that but then to have a friend with that level of success changed my life big, my big, big respect to Dennis man I've seen his grind from high school to nah, NBA bro, bouncing you know, back right he's now, still in the league now right bro, right, now, right, right now Dennis is getting his bro he's, he's coming back for everything that he ever ever wanted everything all the doubt all the shit bro like everybody was doubting him man Dennis is one person I watched not complain once Yeah, he tell me this will come with it Vic Every time this will come with it. Every it get time. great. It get great. This is two Dennis ten Dennis quotes right here. It get greater later, mm -hmm. and this is what comes with it, mm. bro. Mars. Through everything he went through in his career, I'm watching this dude, you know, get get dogged at the highest level, and I'm watching him not flinch. Yeah, so at me all. with the, my my shit that I got going, and I think is like big. I'm watching my brother like be at the highest level and not complain. Yeah. Not say a word, not go to media, not run his mouth, not, and not make an excuse. He's he kept his head it. down and he locked in. So like I thank God for for my friend like that that I, that, that I got placed in my life cuz I got to see at an early age like all right, when I get to that level, this time I'm gonna carry myself. Hey, how do so, you meet him? Is there your environment? Y'all went to school together? Nah, dog. Nah, I didn't know him. I didn't know him till he got drafted. Okay. You know, like I, I didn't. Damn. It's not like I grew up with him. But he's from around the way, though. He from around yeah. the way, but he from another side of town. So I'm cutting a guy that would train him. Okay. Uh, our homeboy named Rel is yeah. our mutual. I'm cutting Rel in my mom's garage, like you know. Crazy. So Rel's like, yeah, my boy Dennis Smith Jr. about to get drafted, and at the time I'm just so focused on cutting, like. I don't really know what's going on in the city. Yeah, I'm not really sense. worried. I'm in my own world. Young kid, I'm just focused on cutting. 
he like, nah, he about to go. He about to go. And I'm like, you know, we hear that all the time when you grow up in a city like that. Everybody's about to do some shit. But I'm working in a sports bar. So one day I'm in a sports bar. I look up on the TV. The NBA draft is coming up. And number nine pick Dallas Mavericks, Dennis Jr. from, from Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm like, God damn, like, they weren't lying. Yeah. Like, bro, really made it. So the next week I'm in the restaurant. And, you know, I'm just sitting there waiting for my food to come out the, the window. And I look to the front. And I see, like, out of the corner of my eye, like, my peripheral, like, sh- like you know, someone yeah. walk past. I cut over to the other side, and I see Dennis running the bathroom. I start tripping. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, that, that's him. Like, that's who my, you know, who Rel was saying. Like, that's mm-hmm. Dennis. Like, so I'm like, this is my opportunity, man. I got to give him a haircut. So you but just broke the ice. I broke the Yeah, yeah. I kind of waited for him to come out the bathroom. I'm kind of waiting in the area. Uh, and he comes out. I kind of, like, you know, bump into him. Hey, bro, congrats on everything you're doing. I would love to give you a cut. Um, first thing he said to me was, we from the same city, so if you help me, I'm going to help you. Real one. Mm. And I was like, wow, okay, bet. Let me show you my haircuts. He's like, yeah, show me your cut. So I'm like nervous. So I'm pulling out my <laughs> hands shaking. I'm trying to show him my cut. Um, shit's not loading. It's like one of those situations yeah, where your like, dad is like working. I'm shaking. And I'm like, man, everybody in the in the restaurant starting to notice him. Like, dude, chill out. But it's my moment right yeah, here. Facts, chill facts, chill facts, out. Chill facts, out. Chill out. Facts, facts, <laughs> and I'm like, let me give you a card before you leave. And I reached in my wallet, bro. I had one last business card in my wallet. It was the last card I had That's in God. my wallet because I would give them out to tables. Yeah. And every day when I come to the restaurant, I would bring a stack of like 20 cards and I would pass those cards out to the tables like, hey, I know I just served y'all, but I'm also a barber if you want to cut. And, you know, like, hey, so I'm trying to make it happen. Give him my card. He like, I right, bet. I'm thinking, all right, I, that's not going to go nowhere. Walks out, text me immediately, lock in, you know. And you know the rest is history. Mm. You know we've been we've been locked in since, so I'm extremely proud of him. He's man. back in the, he's back in Charlotte now, right? He's in Charlotte oh, right now, man. going crazy. Full circle, it's crazy. Full yeah. circle, bro. Absolutely. So crazy that was the happens. first one. But who are some of the other big names that you'd be cutting out? You know, I've cut a lot, bro. I've cut a lot, and honestly, man, like I try not to really speak on it because it, it it's a cool. It was a great time of my life when I was chasing that and wanted to have those yeah. experiences, and I had a lot of great memories. And still, bro, amazing friendships I built through, you know, being a barber for somebody and, and, and working and servicing them. But, you know, the most important thing about what I do now is, like, what I try to do for community, what I try Makes to do sense. for we others. See that like, too. cutting a celebrity I think is great, but it would be wrong of me to sit here and, and, and try to put as much value on that as it— Over it, everybody. Over, over, yeah. over what it means to do something for your neighbors mm-hmm. or do something for your family or do something for people that you really, really love and love you. You know, because I found myself giving my, like, 100% of me— to people that really didn't deserve 100% of me. Makes sense, yeah. You know, and I'm being at service so much. Like, when you a celebrity barber, bro, dudes is calling me out of my bed, bro, to come yeah. to the studio yeah. at 2 a.m., leaving my girl in the bed with my dogs, missing dinner to go cut for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. It's a really demanding thing, bro. And it, it may is. look good when you take that photo after, like, yeah, just like, cut hey, hockey, yeah. like, just cut hockey, man. Look at his damn <laughs> head. But in reality, you when you, in reality, when when you look at what you went through to do that, it's like, my girl didn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. My family didn't deserve that. I didn't deserve to like just walk up and, and drop anything I'm doing to go cut somebody. Yeah. Like my life really matters too in the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I started getting this vision from God about like what my purpose was end up gonna end up being. Yeah. Um so I just kind of drifted from that and I stopped chasing that man and I was forced to make that decision because the pandemic came. The you know? pandemic was a good eye opener for a lot of people. Yeah. Extremely, bro. You know, it's a hard time for many, but you know, for me, it was a turning point because I had to really adjust and redefine who I am. Exactly. You know, I came into the pandemic at the at the peak of my like career of yeah. barbering. I'm 
teaching classes and cutting celebs and charging a hundred dollars a cut, getting this money. You can't sit in my channel. You got a hundred. I'm yeah, like, you. you know, just chasing the dollar, chasing yeah, the mm -hmm. next notoriety for who I was gonna cut. And do you think you chasing wait. the dollar, your notoriety could could put you into another? Way that you want to go? You're chasing the money so much. I mean, that bro, you it put me in a really bad position mentally, and it yeah. put me in a, in a spot where I had to redefine myself. And I thank God that I came out of that because when the pandemic came, and the 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 federal government said nobody leave their house at all. All right, my livelihood was around cutting and mm -hmm. having another human contact. Yeah, and I can't have that anymore. So now I got to sit in the crib and think, who am I really? Yeah, yeah. Like, who is Victor Fontaine? As if I can never cut hair again. Mm -hmm. And I had to really redefine myself. And you know, one of my famous quotes that I always say is, don't let what you're good at define who you are. Exactly. Who are you if you can't do what you're good at? So when I heard that, I sit at the crib and I'm like, fuck, if I can never cut hair again, do I have any other you know, value to offer to this world? Mm. And that's when I started speaking during the pandemic and really trying to define what my voice was. Because I didn't need anybody to do a video of me speaking. Yeah. I could sit right there with my phone, you whip had it the out, platform, you talk yourself. about what I feel, put it on the gram, already had the, the platform, like, and I'm going to put it out. Yeah. So I saw that it was a time, you know, I did that as, and during the pandemic, and I think it was a time that everybody really needed uplifting, but I needed it for myself. It was and good, like, but you, when you uplift others, it makes you feel better. I, needed it, as well. I needed it for myself, yeah. man. So when I did that, I saw an impact through my words that I didn't think I could have. Mm. And that's what made me feel like really, really fulfilled more than it did like a comment about a rapper I cut, right? Yeah. Like, when somebody tells you that like they're inspired, man, it, it like means it a means lot. a lot, bro. It absolutely means a Especially lot. Especially because you don't know where they're coming from, what they got going on. You don't on. know, man. You just gotta take it so you gotta take it so diligently, man. Like when people come and that's why I embrace so many of my the people that support me. You come up to me and you see me, man. I I wanna give you a hug every Always. time because I know what it felt like to come across somebody you look up to and not get looked at twice. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, God, if you ever put me in that position, I, I promise you I'm gonna use it for the right reasons. I would say that word for word. In, in the garage you know specifically bro i would have like i would just pray that like if i'm ever seen one day god if i'm ever if i'm ever heard i promise i use it for the right reasons yeah because in high school growing up we just didn't have a spitting image of like i didn't have a mirror image of somebody that was yeah, also that young, area, yeah, you know, yeah. somebody that was also young that could show me a different way to do it there's a lot of people that we can look up to that were a little bit older than us that were doing dope things but for myself, I'm like, all right, who else is like 21, 2019 yeah. that's like successful and not doing drugs, not doing bad shit, not, you know, influencing me in a negative way. And it didn't have that. So instead of waiting for somebody to save me, I decided to save myself and be the change that I wanted to see. And that's why I chose that path, man. Yeah, God got you always. I say that. I say that too. Every time. Yeah, always, no matter what, no matter how bad it could look, no matter how, you know, things could go south, just know that. Keep your faith. Everything's every, gonna, everything's every time, gonna figure man, it out. Every yeah. time. So, you know, during that pandemic, during that switch, when I started speaking, at the same time, I felt guilty, man, because I do feel like I'm blessed with a gift to cut. I feel like yeah. it's a great gift, and I don't want to deny that gift. That's why I got I got a barber pole on my uh, yeah. on my arm with an yeah. angel. Oh, yeah. With the angel. Oh, you know, fire. like God giving me, uh, you know, the pole. Like, I feel like that's my blessing. Yeah. My guardian angel watching me with my gift. That's why I got that tattoo. And, um, you know, I, I felt guilty. So I'm like, how do I merge the two? How do I use my gift? And how do I use my purpose? Like speaking is what I feel like I was there to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, damn. Just telling your telling your story. Yeah, so telling like your... We, I'm like, when we get out of this pandemic, I'm gonna go give a stranger a cut because Smart. it's just gonna open the opportunity for me to have my own stage to have a conversation. The videos I make now, I think a haircut is the vehicle, but it's really about the connection. It's really mm -hmm. about the conversation. It's really about just showing that, yeah. how similar we really are. 
and and then when I found that too, man, it just was like, I mean, it changed my life, man, for real. Yeah, I we feel we like you learn a lot, like about so many different people when you encounter different people and you're yeah. in different situations, like you were saying. It's it's eye opening because you you interact with people that you may have never interacted with before and yeah. hear their story. I mean, right? most importantly for me, man, what it was was like you know I'm going through things that I feel like nobody else is going through, and I don't really know where to go through to get help with those things. Like what? Like like mental issues. Mental issues. You know, yeah. some some, some mm-hmm. shit that I just like I, I don't really know where to go to get like help for, for this. For sure. Yeah. I don't really think anybody feels me. And everybody feels like that when they yeah. go through yeah, shit. You yeah. feel like you want to just island. reflect. Yeah, just an reflect. island of yeah. depression where nobody can fix it. And man, when you talk to a stranger, somebody that walks next to you, like every day on your way to work, every day on your way to your your local store, casual people that you would never speak to, mm-hmm. you'll be surprised that they're going through the same shit that you're going through, bro. And it brings you peace of mind. And if you just yeah. have a conversation to find out that you're not alone and that other people are getting through it, you can find a solution on how to get through it for yourself. And that's what I love the most about what I do is it shows us how connected we really are. Mm-hmm. Regardless of your skin, your color, your age. Like, man, a haircut is a haircut. A convo is a convo. It doesn't change. Sit down. Let's talk about what's going on. And like, fam, I think we need that. Like, we need to come together. You feel like you get a lot of people to really open up to you about what's going on with them? I, I would say so. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would say I, I, I've, you know, of course, like worked on my craft, like trying to be a good journalist and mm-hmm. interview and speak to people. And then more than anything, just trying to have intentional time with people when they sit with my chair or they have a chance to talk to me anywhere just trying to make it feel really intentional when they're there so like i think that allows somebody to feel comfortable and open sure. up on my chain that I probably agree. what leads to that yeah, yeah barber my, my barber like any barber i've ever had is always like a uh open ear for me like for sure. a, someone you can talk to you know at, the closer you get. it's already a nostalgic yeah. feeling it's you know, already, it's like already the, yeah. everybody's used to like going to sit in the chair and having those combos it's a little weird now getting your haircut in in public outside on camera but I still try to work past that and I always like calm everybody down in my chair like hey man like I know it's different Yeah. but look man all I want is an honest conversation if there's any you know just it's me and you don't worry about nothing because now when I you know when I cut outside thank God but like there's a lot of support people coming up so somebody that doesn't really know what's going on and I try Mm -hmm. to look for those people all the time it could be a lot of like man I'm about to tell my like for deepest sure. darkest secrets on camera to TikTok for millions like yeah. it's, it's a vulnerable situation but you know I, I just relate and let everybody know like I go through the same thing I share things too I share it with you you share it with me mm-hmm. and like the after feeling when you really let, get something off your chest that feeling. you ain't get off it's the best feeling for man sure. yeah best feeling now, we, we created a platform here with Cool Kicks probably what six years in and the, the biggest thing we try to get back is uh, do is get back to the community because we came from you know, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Like similar background from people we know. We meet a lot of celebrities, a lot of, you know, people that can afford, you know, a lot of things. But we really focus on the people that are, are similar to us. Like, you know, same background, same upbringing, same growth. Because we see what we came and got and we want to give back to them so they know that it's attainable. So I feel like with you, that's I see your TikTok videos and your conversations with them. It's just kind of the same similar conversation. You're just letting them know that, hey, you're similar to the person in your chair at, at Although you're like, you know, growing popular and, you know, making a good name for yourself and, and, and money and wealth, you're still being humble and modest. It's That's just the not biggest about, thing. It's just like none of that matters when you sit down and you have an honest interaction with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's their time, man. It's yeah. their time of my chair. Like, you know, people know who I am, man. But when somebody sits in my chair, they're the star. Like, I want to exactly. make sure that they feel okay mm-hmm. and they feel like they're heard. 
Bro, sometimes you never even feel heard. Mm -hmm. Growing up in Fayetteville, North Carolina, you feel invisible sometimes, dog. Yeah, like, bro. So when, when towns, somebody gets man. the opportunity to feel heard, it's one of the most embracing feelings ever. And that's all I want people to feel when they sit in my chair. Yeah, big I'm respect on that. Big respect. Um, you think you, you said you're 23 now, right? And you think barber um, cutting is maybe you're calling, maybe not, but speaking is. Do you think you would change or do you see yourself transitioning to something else past yeah, that? Yeah, you know, like, like what's next for you? I don't define it, you know, because yeah. at this point, I feel like anything is possible. I've been shown that so many things I, I've woke Bro, I've made Forbes 30 under 30 yesterday. I was just going to say amazing. That. Congratulations, bro. Like, that, that's congratulations. Big, that's a big achievement, you know, bro. And I don't, you know, it's hard because when you are an entrepreneur, bro, you really hard on yourself and you have this such high standard. You never really celebrate yourself or give yourself the flowers. And, and how I used to try to motivate myself before, man, I used to look in the mirror and tell myself I wasn't shit every day. Like, man, you got to fucking keep going. You ain't done nothing. And like that kind of got me through it like the last couple of years. Yeah. But long term, bro, that was extremely unhealthy for me, bro. And when I started yeah, looking unhealthy, into yeah. the mirror and telling myself that like, yo, you the one. Yeah, you exactly. Got it. Speaking yeah. of existence. You're him. Yeah. I love you to myself. It changed like how so, happy so, so I am. So with the accolade, it's a huge accolade. What if you didn't make the list? Do you still feel like you'll have no change on your trajectory? Have no change on your progression? Like I mean, yeah, like bro. My, I, I mean, somebody uh, the 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 effect that I've had on these people, bro, is priceless. And regardless mm -hmm. of any notoriety, I know that exactly. I, I, I'll live forever for what I was able to do for my community. Yeah, see, for fun and, fact, and, we, and for, we actually applied for that list. Uh, for thirty under thirty, probably what. Two, four, two years, years ago, ago? We, we probably like three, three years, years ago. three years in a row, Before we never made the list. Media, like blew up. Yeah, like we, ne we never made the list. We looked at like some of the contest, like you know, you know, the people that won on the list, read their bio. No shade, but we was thinking like we was doing a lot for the community. We was making a good amount for ourselves. We created like a brand that's popular amongst the world. We was like what twenty eight at a time, probably three years. We didn't make it. But that didn't, like I said, didn't, didn't really stop us. Yeah, but that don't define yeah, you, don't bro. Define like, us. bro. I mean, I, I feel, I feel good because. I, I I was I I was celebrated it's been and like bro I gotta yeah. I gotta like you know the cool thing would be like oh it, like just say it doesn't matter you know in the long in the big picture it really doesn't man like it's just a it's just an article when you really That's look it at is. it but to be celebrated for like waking up every day and chasing your dream it just feels good and, yeah. and you gotta celebrate yourself sometimes so yesterday I got to celebrate myself for the That's first dope, time man. in a long time bro it was, a, it was a surreal feeling so you know I don't really know to that question you know I don't know what's next. You know, I'm not married to the, like, I gave up the idea of, like, I'm not a barber, you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm not a barber, I'm not here to be a barber, if if God has opportunity for me to go and keep speaking, bro, and I could do some fire shit, like, I see myself living in a lot of different things in the yeah. future, but, but, I mean, wherever I could be at to use my voice, I'm gonna be going, do, I'm gonna go do that. I see it from, even this conversation, you was a sneaker reseller, you was a... Uh, uh, dishwasher, <laughs> you as a barber, you know, motivational right, speaker. You got mindset. a lot. I'll say this, look, this is a great honestly. story. This is a great story right here. All right, so look, this is how it all comes full circle. When I grew up, I told you I wanted to be a skateboarder, pro mm. skater, right? Yeah. And I've been having a special trip here in LA. I feel in the energy. So when I grew up, I wanted to be a pro skater. That was my first love. I did too. And, and you know, Me they too. got. I, I was I was living in Germany at the time, and I was like dreaming of being at the barracks skating with pros yeah. at the barracks in la like looking at like california skaters california yeah. dreams of like hitting the streets and skating like i want to do that one day man i'm gonna be there i'm gonna be a pro skater and you know i stopped skating i try to run trial i try to like you know i'm pivoting and pivoting and pivoting but bro i threw that i threw that prayer up a long time ago that shit got answered last night, man. I went to go skate with Paul Rodriguez, bro. That's Whoa, my guy. P-Rod, my guy. I went to go skate with Paul Rodriguez, but not, not as Victor Fontanez, the pro skater. 
Yeah. I got there as Victor Fontanez, like the guy that I am today. Mm -hmm. Not a pro skater. But I'm there still, regardless of like what you say my title is now. I envision when I when I looked at myself skating with Paul Rodriguez, it would be because I'm on the same skate team as him. Mm. Or I'm in the same competition as him. But now, like, because I trusted the path that guy had for me, I still got there regardless, bro. Yeah. I didn't give up on it. I still found a way to do it. And now, like, I'm just looking at anything I want to do now. I'm like, I'm going to knock it out. I could do anything. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. I any dream that I want, <laughs> any anything that I, I want to do, I could do it now, bro. Mm-hmm. Everything's it, it may not look originally the way that I thought it was going to look, but I'm going to get there. You'll, you'll, you'll find a way to maneuver and, and, and make it And as long as you get there, that's all that fucking matters. I don't care if you get there with a different title or no title. Like, if you get there, you get there. Mm-hmm. And I got faith that I would get there. Sure. I ain't know that I would get there yesterday. I, I may have gotten there in the next 10 years, but, like, bro, you know, faith is like believing some shit where you can't see it, man. I got yes, this man. yesterday. You gotta believe, I, close I, your eyes and believe it. I feel you on that. We, uh, growing up, I wanted to be, you know, NBA player. Growing up, I wanted to be Allen Iverson. We moved. I was in the same, we grew up in the same city, Virginia. Never met him. Never got to play basketball with him. Moved to L.A. six years later. Uh, what, like uh, a couple months ago? ago. My birthday. Like a year ago, his birthday. Had a conversation with Allen Iverson in the club. <laughs> Like come real, on, com- man. real conversation, real conversation. It, 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 it'll all come full real circle. Real conversation it'll with my dog. Yeah, in the club, he he showed, paid homage to us. He knew who we were. Knew we were from Virginia. That that to me was like, all right, bet. Bro, I know that's major, God bro. Got Congrats, us. That's major, bro. Yeah. Seeing somebody you idolize and them knowing your work is just the greatest feeling ever. It's a, it's a really it's a it's a good feeling, man. Because I'm just like I'm glad I made it here as me. Yeah, because exactly. This is like who I am. More I'm authentic. living it. I'm living in it every day to be myself, bro, and, and to be accepted for myself at that level. It feels really, really good, bro. Exactly. You know, like I tell people, I tell kids all the time when we see them, you know, they try to wear, you know, for example, they try to get the, you know, the coolest sneaker, the most hype beast sneaker. I'm like, nah, be yourself. You're gonna be good regardless. Do whatever you like. Any sneaker you hear like, any clothing item, any vibe you want to be on. Keep stay original, authentic, because it's easier to be you than to For be sure. someone else. It's the up. easiest job, man. Everybody's taking, man. Just like be yourself. Easiest job to do in the world, you know. Hey, hey, big respect to you. I got, yeah, I do got a question you. about, you know, client. Uh, Patrick Beverly said that um, uh, he hates that uh, barbers are charging overpriced for NBA players. Does your price change versus uh, uh, you know, me if I want to cut versus a? Uh, well, I don't. I haven't cut. I haven't taken a client in like two years. I haven't like taken. A, I've I stopped really like cutting. For appointments and like for, uh-huh. uh, for a while, so um, but obviously I, I used to be in that field and you know so what the question so, uh, like, uh, is there a different price range per like if for you, what like a celebrity like versus so, a, yeah. so you know, say a bench warmer NBA player versus a star player of the NBA team nah, is there a look, different price that's what I thought that's what I for, thought look I'm gonna set this because I've been I've been watching Pat Bev I've seen Please. this take, I never <laughs> spoke on it but look like, it's <laughs> a us. good spot to do it look everybody's a celebrity. Yeah. That's how you treat every client. Mm-hmm. Everybody matters. Everybody's time matters. Like if you're going to go do a service, charge everybody according to that service. Yeah. Stop dropping your price for opportunity. You don't lower your price because you want to go cut a celeb mm-hmm. and oh, I want to make sure he just like keeps calling me back. Bro, treat everybody with the respect that you want to receive. Right? Exactly. Like earn like demand your respect. So I mean, what was he saying? Like what, two hundred bucks? Something crazy. Somebody, like yeah. I mean, bro, at the basically. end of the day, like when he wanna get his check cut for his worth and his craft nobody could tell him what he's worth exactly. so for sure. somebody else that feels like their work is worth that regardless of how anybody feels it's subjective yeah. everything we do is everything. art sneakers is art haircutting is art yeah. basketball is art that's a talent you feel like you're worth that you're worth that bro exactly. but honestly bro like 200 300 for a barber to drive and give up personal time away exactly. from their family to drive to your house to cut you in your underwear while you play 2k in your living room and yeah. blow smoke in his face yeah. like 
bro, that's a right. luxury service. Luxury. And that person has to get paid for their time accordingly. I think things got to be, you know, within means, but at the end of the day, that person feels like they're worth that, man. You got to respect everybody. I don't disrespect anybody for mm -hmm. their worth, right? A photographer feels like he's worth something. If I feel like I can't afford it, that's just on me. But I won't disrespect that mm -hmm. person to say that's that's all the time. The it just don't fit for me, Their fam. price is their price. Like, yeah. no, I don't have discounts it. for anything. If anyone give me anything. Bro, like, but just don't disrespect nobody for their craft. Like, exactly. if somebody feels passionate about what they built or did, regardless of what your opinion is, like let them do their thing. Don't negotiate don't, the prices. Don't bring them down. There's a lot of work that goes into you know, it. Look, yeah, man, yeah. there's a barber for everybody. There's a there's a sneaker for everybody. There's a brand for everybody. Some are some are worth more. Some cost more. Some cost less. There's something out there for everybody, everybody. But you ain't gotta knock the next person because they feel comfortable getting you know their price or or you know their shoe or whatever. So you know just bro, yeah, we do that. We do that here. We we give a lot of. We have a lot of um, celebrities come in. You know, we do sticker shopping videos. We do like um, giveaways for everyone. But um, we, we we get like feedback from you know in the comments, people thinking we're giving celebrities you know a free shoe versus like the regular person. We just want to let everyone know out there. We treat everyone like you said. Everyone's a celebrity. You're a celebrity at home viewing this. Uh, LeBron James come here with you all with the same respect. Yeah, that's our every days are more celebrities, if anything, because yeah. they come and support us on a daily basis. They come in here whether sell shoes, buy shoes, they support. whatever they came in. Yeah, even but if you they know, y'all got, got, got a great exchange, man. You know, like, uh, you know, people always have their opinion, man. But like, you know, when when your likeness and your brand becomes like the thing that you do, yeah. like it's a it's an even exchange, man. Like the marketing, the help that you guys do, like it helps each other, man. And it's just a nice, even exchange. It's tasteful. I came through a sneaker shop. Mm -hmm. Like I felt good because bro, I watched y'all sneaker shopping videos for the last two years. Like love. thinking, hoping one day, like I hope if I walk into cool kids, they'll let me sneaker shop with them. <laughs> and like I came in and y'all did it, man. And like, I feel good that like I've brought myself enough value to like be able to have like really even exchanges and have fruitful relationships on both ends, you exactly. know? Exactly. Sure. Do you have a family? Uh, like what I you mean? That. Like, do you have a, a wife and kids? Well, I got a girl. I don't okay. got no kids yet. Okay. Um, I hope to have kids, and I hope like to 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 have a really good family. Like, that's yeah, saying. that's in my. I can't wait to be a dad, man. How like, son, I dream. How long about. have you been with, in that relationship? I've been with my girl for the last like three years. That's what's so, up. Do you feel like that's that's been important to you and like your progression and your growth? Man, my girl, like she like saved my life, man. I, I got to give her all the credit. Like, absolutely. I, I I like really couldn't be myself if I didn't have my girl. Yeah. You know, because when we battle the world, we come home and it's like such a tight. You know, it's a tight world in your home. There's not mm -hmm. a lot of people around. And I didn't have any friends or family when I moved to Atlanta. I don't have roommates. I don't have brothers living with me. I'm living by myself. The only person with me is my girl. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I go out there act tough for the world. I come home. I got to cry to her at night. Yeah. You feel me? Like, this, she's, the mm -hmm. one that sees, she's the one that sees the shit nobody else sees. And, mm. I mean, man, she sacrificed so much just to be there to support me and put, even putting her own dreams on hold for me. And, like, bro, I'm going to take care of her forever for that, man. Yeah. Like, she, she took care of me and my, my household and... Make sure I got everything I ever needed. I never got a question, you know, having food on the table. I never got a question having clean clothes. My girl's a superhero, Fuck bro. With that. That's dope. With like the success and everything that you were having, did that cause any like conflict or anything that that kind of made it hard to get through what everything that you guys been through? Countless hours traveling. Nah, you know, like nah, because like, you know, we, we a communication is extremely important in your relationship, man. Mm -hmm. And just ex explaining to your partner as you grow and they, you know. There's three lives in a relationship. Your life, mm -hmm. her life, and the life y'all live together. Mm -hmm. So all three lives need to be taken care of. Yeah. I gotta make sure I still, be, I still feel fulfilled as yeah. Vic, as my own person, 
she got to still feel like Katie, her own person, and we got to feel like the life that we have together really feels fruitful. And balanced. So all of that has to be balanced. I can't like put my life on the back burner to take care of this because exactly, everything yeah. will catch That's up, true. it'll bunch up, and you'll mm. crash one day. So I make sure that we have uh, you know, uncomfortable conversations about how do you feel like where you at? What is it that you want to do? How can I help you get there? Like, how can I help you be the best version of yourself? Is huge. And how can mm. we live together to, to you know create this life? So now respect you know, that because the last that. three years for you, you've blown up and your whole life changed in the last three years. But while she's been there, so a lot of That's people, it, it might be someone else. But they, they would have maybe switched up on the girl. They were, one little argument might have fucked them up. You know what I mean? Another girl might have just walked in your life and been like, all right, I'm about to leave her Man, for fam, her. Man, fam, I ain't no dummy, bro. There ain't nothing new under the sun, bro. Ain't nothing exactly. like, ain't nothing another shorty got that like my shorty ain't got. For you sure. know, ain't nothing respect. I'm missing, bro. Like, I, I, I'm like, that's just being, being real. You yeah, know, it's, like, it's heavy on discipline and discipline understand what's out there, what you got, what you need. I mean, because like, really bro, when I want to build, it's like serious, bro. I want fam, I want legacy. I want like kids, but I want to make sure like I got somebody here that's going to carry on the name. Like, yeah. who, like, I need to make sure she hold it down. Like, mm -hmm. that's serious shit, bro. For and sure. I feel like I got that right now. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, what am I going to gamble thinking it's going to be better out there? Yeah. What, it's going to be a fatter ass out there for me or like, you know, someone longer with some hair, better, whatever. Like, longer hair or some shit. Like, like I got everything I could ever ask for, bro. I'm I'm, mm -hmm. I'm more than happy. You know it. It can't get better. That's what's up. That's love. We're about to wrap it up. It yeah. been, it's been an honor, bro. Thank you so much, bro. I, I feel nothing like, but respect for you. You already know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Likewise, bro. I've been I've been a fan of this for so long, and I'm glad we got to go come do this twice. And you mad know, people bro. hit us, and when you posted on your Instagram IG story, it said any LA podcast people, maybe like 20 people will send me that yeah. shit. Wow, bro. Because you, you're more like, like you said, you more about me having this conversation with you in person, realizing. Your upbringing, being from like the small town you're from, grinding how you've been doing, much respect to that because we try to inspire every day because we know how hard we work to get to a certain level. And to link up with people like you have a conversation is like blessing to us. So we appreciate your time, though. Bro, thank sure. you, man. This really, sure. this really meant a lot to me, nah, man. I really uh, appreciate that. That us. My <laughs> dog, Vic. Terry went out there. Legend. Smack the like button. Check us out on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, everywhere. Yeah. Shout out Vocal Group. Shout out QC. Shout out the entire team. Last thing, uh, yo, man, I'll be trying to do these podcasts, bro, because I just got to say one thing, man. We could probably clip this for, for TikTok, bro. I'm not a bot, man. I don't only speak in, in quotes, bro. Like, yeah. I speak well, man, but right. I promise you, I talk shit like everybody else. I laugh, yeah, Joe. I like to talk. Talk about bullshit like people I think some people got this idea that I'm like a robot you know? real like, you've been this experience so much that you learn but yeah, so much you can still keep, keep to it the real cool, hey to the cool kids fans bro thank you for the love on the last video when I came through I hope y'all love this one man like comment subscribe shout out to the QC family shout out to you know thank you Pocky and the right. family for having me man anytime right. bro you're always man. welcome man I appreciate you keep being a real one wish you nothing but the best for your future the weekend's coming up. Let's get it. I need a lineup. Peace line out. <laughs> Legend.